Welcome to Building Your T-Shirt Empire, powered by ShirtAgency.com. Get ready to take a trip inside the apparel industry for the best tips, tricks, and interviews. And now, here's your host, Cole Lundstrom. Hello. So on this episode, I talk with Roger and Brett about our trip to Haiti for Allmade and um, how they're making the fabric in the States um, with some of the most premium materials. So I'll let the guys introduce themselves. Hey guys, my name is Brett Bowden. I'm the CEO and El Capitan of Printed Threads, a screen printing company based out of Fort Worth, Texas. I'm also the chairman of the Garment Decorating Committee for SGIA, where my leading task this past year has been putting on the ThreadX conference, which is happening in Palm Springs this uh, next month in February. And so I'm excited to talk to you, talk to Cole, talk to Roger about uh, all the exciting things going on right now. All right. So, hey, guys, my name is Roger Duclos. Um, I am the uh, chief marketing officer at Ryanet um, and also lead the All Made Initiative. Uh, been uh, with Ryanet for the last two years or so and have a background in technology and telecom um, and finance. So new to the industry, relatively new to the industry. Yeah, that's awesome. I I uh, was really fascinated to find out all the places you had been, Roger, and then how you ended up meeting Ryan Moore was pretty fascinating. What was it that drew you to Allmade? Oh, gosh. Um Allmate, you know, was was part of the well, not Allmate specifically, but but adding a garment to the portfolio at Ryanet was always, you know, was always part of the conversation I had with Ryan. Uh, we were just looking at a way to do that, and and you know, the best timing to do it. And in the end, the timing sort of, um, you know, it just came to us. It just worked out that way. And uh, the way we went about it is something that it, you know we're all pretty pleased about. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty awesome product. I, Brett, the first time I met you was actually in Haiti, but you, I'd kind of heard of you as, like, legend. Uh, what was it that you first learned about Allmade that got you involved? You know, I've, I've developed this kind of rela- relationship with Ryan over the last couple of years, and um, just because we're re- really similar people, both have young kids, both started a business after being in a rock band for years, and, and over the course of time of us, kind of developing this friendship, um, someone had approached Ryan uh, with this idea of this, this T-shirt thing and, um, you know, a guy that became friends with me as, as well and asked if uh, I'd be willing to go to Haiti uh, when Ryan went his first time and I respectfully declined, uh, but Ryan kind of came back and was like, dude, I got to tell you the story and, and told us the story of, you know, what was going on in Haiti and just kind of like, you know, sparked that fire inside of uh, me and then continued to tell the story to some other people and then said, uh, hey, let's go to Haiti in December, which was December 2015 and uh, or 2016 rather. And um, man, we, we just went. And at the time there was like, nothing was really completely happening yet. We haven't hadn't chose a fabric. We hadn't shows like um you know the product really we just kind of went down there on like maybe we'll call it like a vision quest and uh everyone just got stoked and the idea of this becoming a reality was like just a, a really exciting thing that we just turned around and immediately after that trip started working really hard on 
Tell me yeah. a little bit about um, just kind of like the pillars of the company. What are you guys hoping to accomplish uh, with Allmade as a brand? Yeah, great question. Um, it started with, you know, very much with a humanitarian perspective. First and foremost, we were approached by a company that that runs this, you know, living wage cut and sew facility in Haiti. And um, it's owned by a nonprofit and all the, the profits from, you know, from that from that business are funneled back into orphan care and orphan prevention. And so, the, you know, the first, you know, and not necessarily first, but foremost, but first pillar of the brand is, is definitely, you know, social justice and, and um, you know, a humanitarian perspective on things. But then as we, as we, you know, uh, just dug in and, and looked at what, you know, what uh, components to the shirt and how are they cultivated and how are they processed, it became very clear um, to all of us, really, um, on you know how destructive and, and environmental that is, and and so that's where the the second pillar comes in, and, um, which is the um, um, the environmental side of things. We wanted to like reduce our impact and and make sure that we're on a path of sustainability. So um, so you know that's why we picked the, the the components that we did. You know, choosing organic over conventional, choosing recycled over virgin choosing modal over, um, you know, traditional rayon. And the nice thing about that modal, by the way, is that that ends up, um, that's a much softer, it's what it's known for its softness. So aside from having a much lower footprint on the environment, it's much, much softer and it has greater what, what they call wet strength, which means that it will hold its shape much better when, you know, when it does become wet and as a consequence, it will hold up in the laundry much better. So it will last longer. So now you have a shirt that is made of better components, you know, processed in a more, you know, responsible way, and it will last longer so that you can buy better, buy less, right? So, you know, reduce the impact on the environment there. And then the third pillar, um, and that may actually be the first pillar, which is that we wanted to create a product for screen printers very specifically. You know, we wanted to work with screen printers um, on the styles and the sizing and the color choices. Um, and, you know, the, the fabric and, you know, optimizing that fabric for print. And I think we were pretty successful in doing that. It, it's, it's super smooth, easy to print on, um, discharges really well, does really well on, on direct-to-garment, you know, does, performs really well at direct-to-garment. And so those are the three pillars. It's, it's you know, social justice, humanitarian side, it's environmental responsibility, sustainability, and then, you know, four screen printers. So just to confront you. As someone who runs a shop in L.A. and hears this constantly, um, especially after the fall of American Apparel, what made you guys decide to not do U.S. made if you're going to go for the premium, we did everything right kind of a product? Um, that's like such a huge thing in the U.S. We would get requests all the time and you guys seem to have decided Haiti was a better option. Could you tell me why? Yeah, great question as well. Um, it's um, let me you know you got to start from the very very beginning. Um, first, we're we're sourcing our organic cotton in Texas, so you know, and we're sourcing our recycled polyester in North Carolina, and it's made from plastic bottles, about six to a shirt, um, that are collected that are post consumer and collected, you know, all across the U.S. Uh, the modal is coming in from Austria, and we were okay with that because the alternative rayon would come in from China. There is because it's such a chemically intense process. There's, 
No, I, I am not aware of any rayon production facilities in the U.S. anymore. So there's no choice but to import that. And I think I'm bringing it in from Europe where it's, you know, made in a more sustainable way from, uh, you know, managed uh, forests is, is a better choice than bringing it in, you know, from China or Far East and, and you know, clear cuts. Um, so we're, you know, we're taking all those raw materials and we're spinning that at a facility in, in South Carolina. Um, we are knitting that a couple of hours down the road in South Carolina, and then we're dyeing it and we're finishing it in South Carolina, Gaffney, South Carolina specifically, um, before we ship it off to Haiti. And so we, I get that question a lot myself. It's like, why go to Haiti? Why not do it here? There's poverty here. There's, you know, uh, economic orphan situations here. Um, lots of kids in the system. Same sort of, you know, tr challenges that exist here. Why do you go to Haiti? And we we asked ourselves that question early on. And, and the conclusion that we came to was that, yes, we could do it here in the U.S., um, but in order to be competitive, you would go to a uh, tubular design. Um, so you cut out the, the side seam sewing. You would automate as much as the sewing as possible. You know, all the sleeve prep, all the other stuff you would do on an on a machine and you cut out as much labor as you can because otherwise you you know you, you can't compete you, your price goes up so significantly and so in the end you come up with a u.s made product but it's much more a capital investment um, than it is a, a you know an investment in in labor and in, in humans and so in haiti um, the conditions are such you know it it's clearly we're paying a lot less there for labor than we would here in the u.s where we can very deliberately maximize the amount of labor that we're putting into a shirt. So, you know, we are going with the side seam. Um, we are doing all the bits and pieces in a manual fashion. And it ends up, you know, I believe with a higher quality and we can, um, we, it, it's, we, you know, almost while it's an efficient process, we do it purposely inefficiently to maximize how many people we can, you know, bring on board and, and pay a living wage in that environment. Um, because we have we, the, every dollar that we spend there will have a far greater impact than it would here. And it funnels down to the local economy, which has this, you know, further sort of spreading ripple effect um, where here, if it's a capital investment, it just ends up in the pockets of some people that have, you know, plenty to spare um, and uh, don't really don't really need anything incremental. So it was, you know, it was just a matter of you know, how far does your dollar go and where do you make the bigger impacts? And, and we concluded that, you know, by taking it to Haiti, which is only a thousand miles from South Carolina, we, we minimized you know, or it reduced that transportation loop. Um, we employ the most amount of people in a place that desperately needs some help. Um, and our impact is far greater than our impact would be here in the U.S. Now, that doesn't mean that we're not ever going to do anything in the U.S. Um, we already do uh, our all our kit stuff is done in the U.S. So those are 100 percent U.S. made. Um, and we're looking at some some other options on doing part of the production or maybe some styles that will be 100 percent U.S. But that will come you know further down the road. For me, when I went to Haiti, it was just like so striking just to see the way the industry really works and to see the countries that all the. Um, cut and sew is actually happening in. Um, it definitely was like a rude awakening as far as like realizing how it really works. But even beyond that, like Roger, you've been a big part of the fabric side of it, right? I mean, you've been trying to raise the standard beyond just the laborers, but just the environmental impact. Could you tell us about that? 
Absolutely. And I think that your experience and Brett's experience is true for almost everyone that we're bringing along there. It's, uh, so we've all been, you know, or many of you have been in the industry for so many years. And, and as a consumer, you know, I've been putting it on my body for as long as I live. And, and none of us really have a good idea of what goes into it, you know. Um, on the, and that's both on, on the, you know, the human side, the labor and the exploitation that happens across the industry and on all continents, as well as the the materials that that the product is made of, you know, that's, um, gosh, I don't even. Every time I have I have this conversation, it's like, where do you start? Because there's so much to talk about. Cotton, dirtiest crop worldwide, um, single largest users of pesticides. Twenty four percent of it goes um, into the you know the cultivation of of, of cotton. Uh, domestically, 98% of cotton is uh, genetically modified and and ready for uh, for you know the harshest chemicals, Roundup and and others. And then you know it's true for all the other uh, components as well. In our case, all made is made of you know our our core product right now is a tri blend um, that's made of cotton, uh, polyester, and and a rayon and you know, when you look at sort of the traditional cotton is conventional and laden with chemicals. Poly is, you know, called virgin, but it's a bit of a misnomer. Um, it's just, you know, but it's derived from, from oil or natural gas. And then rayon is, a, it, it contributes to a bunch of clear cutting and, and is a, you know, is, is reconstituted wood pulp. And the, and the way to do that is by dissolving it using some pretty harsh chemicals. And so, you know, none of it is anything that if you start talking about it in that sense, you would want to put on your body or you can get particularly excited about for for homemade um we decided to look at you know how you know how can we take those three components but look for the better options in all of those components um and it was in large part driven by you know in the the desire to like find something that could still be at a price point that's close to what is currently available so that we don't have to you know, shift your mindset and and completely like overthrow your wallet and and switching from you know current option to this better option, and so um, for for this all made tri blend, we're using organic cotton sourced in Texas. Uh, we're using recycled polyester um, sourced in in North Carolina. Um, here in the U.S., only 30% of plastic bottles is recycled, and and even with that relatively low number, you know, that low recycle rate, there's still so much recycled polyester that we can make garments for a, a long, long time to come. And then uh, instead of rayon, we opted for um, Modal, which is, a, which is a, a next generation rayon, and it's sourced from uh, sustainably harvested trees. And the process is almost closed loop. Uh, the chemicals are a lot less harsh. And they're reused, you know, over and over and over again. Um, and uh, the outputs, aside from modal, are um, are used as a common industrial chemical used for um, all sorts of um, all sorts of uses. Um, uh, you know, shampoos and cosmetics, um, as well as in the making of photovoltaic panels. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's basically the concept of on every step along the way, you decided that Almaid was going to make the most ethical choice, essentially. I mean, I was telling uh, some of my staff that, like, every corner they could have cut, they did not cut. It was just it was just a consistent decision to make the right decision throughout the entire process. Yeah, it definitely is. And it's not easy because, you know, we're all somewhat hypocrites, right? We, you know, we, we, we do these things with the best intentions, but... 
um, you know, to make the perfect product, you end up with a $20 blank if, if you could even make it. And so that's not realistic. So, you know, we're well aware that the options that we're, we're using is not, are not 100% sustainable either. But there is a, a real strong motivation to just continue to, like, make it better and, and raise the bar on, on all of these things. And that throughout the process. And, uh, you know, just, just yesterday we were looking at sourcing some new options for tags. And, you know, almost all the tag options are... Um, you know, virgin polyester tag options, and it's not easy to find a source that will that will actually you know produce one that's made of recycled, even though it's planted, you know, available uh, pretty uh, you know more than sufficiently. I I mean, I had my own experience when I first got to Haiti, but I'd love to hear what you thought the first time you were there, Brett. Like, what was it like to kind of go into a third world country and see how other people are making garments? Oh, man, the first time we went to Haiti, um, such a heavy, heavy experience. I think we are used to so many amazing creature comforts here in the United States that when we go see something like that, it's it's hard to even imagine that it's real. I remember just... Um, you know, getting getting in this bus and driving down this road, if you if you can call it that, and you know, just lined with trash on the streets. And um, man, I you know, there's there's poverty is real in the United States, um, but it's it's kind of like in the shadows, I guess. But when you go somewhere like Haiti, the poverty is very apparent and very present. And um, so I think it hits you really hard when you see all those realities, but I guess once we got there and we kind of took our first bus ride and saw like what everything looked at, I had this assumption in my head of what the, the actual garment facility would look like. And I can't like, I'm sure you had the same experience, Cole, where you walk in and you're like, I can't believe how clean and organized and well lit just like this place is amazing (laughs) i remember thinking like we should look into getting this kind of lighting for my print shop you know (laughs) yeah i mean not to name names but like i know people in la that absolutely have a worse facility in la in the states paying people like 15 16 an hour and the working conditions are worse in the buildings that those people are working in like i loved that facility seeing it close up with my own eyes i was just like man they're doing everything right here. Yeah, for sure. sure. Brett and I have visited quite a few, you know, cut and sew uh, facilities uh, since we started this project here domestically and in, you know, other regions or, um, in North America. And, and that, that facility in Haiti is, stands out, you know, very favorably to all of them. I think the first time we went there and, uh, you know, the, the, the director of the sewing facility was like talking to us about how they have ergonomic chairs and all this stuff. I was like, kind of thinking in my head, you're just saying all this stuff, you know, but like when, after going to other sewing facilities that are using folding chairs to, you know, for their workers, I was like, Oh, I get it now. This is a big deal. Oh yeah. It's a huge deal. I mean, the, the thing is like, no matter what you pay the workers, it's like backbreaking work. It's a brutal, like head down kind of a labor. So, when I found out that they were doing like adjustable sewing tables and ergonomic chairs, I was like, what is going on? This isn't just like a, it's not just a marketing gimmick. Like it's an actual commitment to treating people right. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. So just so we know a little bit more, Roger, what, what is like the industry standard uh, as far as pay 
and as far as um, working conditions? Um, uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know about a stand. I can talk to you about a standard in in Haiti, um, and we just talked a little bit about what what is common here in the U.S. In, in Haiti, um, the minimum wage is two dollars a day. Um, the fashion industry, which is pretty well organized in Haiti and, and Scott's, you know, there's a union involved and they've negotiated some minimum rates and, and it's approximately $4 a day. I say approximate because the, you know, the exchange rate fluctuates like crazy. So, uh, but it gives you an idea. It's about two X of what the minimum is. And, but then a, a living wage and a living wage is defined as something that will, you know, um, get you some, you know, decent clothes on your body, have nutrition food on the table, take care of your kids, send them to school, uh, roof over your head, um, and, and, you know, basic medical care. Um, and, and clearly the, you know, the a living standard in Haiti is, is a fair bit lower than what we're used to here. But, but that's what constitutes pretty much across the, the world when people talk about a living wage. That's, that's what constitutes a living wage. In Haiti, that's $16. So minimum is two, industry pays four, Living is 16. Um, we at Life have made a very conscious decision to pay a living wage. And so we guarantee $16 a day. That's sort of the base pay. And then on top of that, we have uh, performance-based compensation. So there's we, uh, we sew in lines and... Um, um, and you know the lines start and <laughs> pretty pretty cool. They start competing against each other, and they track exactly throughout the day on where they're at. And depending on what their output for the day is, um, they can they can earn up to another um, eight dollars or so a day. So um, on a on a bad day, they get 15, sixteen dollars a day, um, and on a good day, they can make as much as twenty four dollars a day. Yeah, and and you were saying, if I remember right, when we were in Haiti, that unemployment there is about eighty percent. And that the people who are employed are supporting up to five of their family members. Is that about right? Yeah, that's that's what we've heard. And these are the official rates. And, you know, Haiti, it's a developing nation, um, lots of opportunity, but not a lot of infrastructure. And so you have to take all these numbers with a grain of salt. But the official unemployment, I believe, is around 80 percent. And and there's no social infrastructure. So um, an income earner will take care of up to you know, five conservatively, you know, eight, um, probably more realistically, you know, family members, uh, you know, this is spouses, uncles, aunts, uh, kids, cousins, nephews. And so that that's uh, sort of what the average is. Yeah. On the fun side of t-shirts, uh, what do you think of the fit and finish that you guys have been working on with Allmade? We put so much thought and so much effort into this. And I think, you know, there's 10 Ten actual founders of Allmade, which are all people that that own print shops, and those people all kind of brought together their minds or their thoughts and their ideas, and and their customers' ideas. Where we're thinking, you know, we really like that shirt, we really like that shirt, but if that one was a little bit longer, or if that one was a little bit narrower, or what you know, whatever that was, and so we made this shirt that like fits right. And it's like, it sounds so funny because there's a fashion designer working at every t-shirt brand and someone has decided that at their brand, this t-shirt fits, you know, really well, but they all fit so differently from brand to brand to brand. So I think we were trying to just kind of come up with an average of those things. And, um, I love wearing mine. I wear it all the time. Um, and then the finish of it is, a is a really smooth, soft finish, which makes it 
a lot easier to print. We're not dealing with as much fibrillation and those those types of issues as we as we might with some other garments. Um, you know, I think that when you take a printer's perspective and then you lay some fabric down in front of them, they can easily say like, yeah, that's going to suck to print or yeah, that's going to be great to print. And we went with the idea of having something great to print. And then, you know, we did a lot of testing of, of the printing, uh, the printability, which, you know, making sure that some of this fabric will discharge properly or, or whatever those components are. And the exciting thing about these tri-blend shirts is they actually all discharge pretty well too. So I think we took the printer's perspective and we took the customer's perspective and we kind of, you know, threw it all in a pot and, and made up a pretty good stew. And that is what the all made shirt is. Yeah, I totally agree. Like the, the fit of it as someone who's a bit of a chubby boy, I, uh, (laughs) I absolutely love that. It's got like, at least, I don't know, like it feels like it has almost an inch and a half over most shirts that people are putting out. So it's not just a stupid wide XL, but, uh, it's like a proper XL. So you don't have that whole thing where like you put your arms up and even though it fits, it's too short. It's just like, it, it's a really great finish on the shirt. And then the discharge, like you mentioned, Brett, is working amazing for us. It's probably the best tri-blend discharge I've ever experienced. Um, it It's like so bright. I'm not quite sure what it was that caused the difference, but it's definitely working better than what we're used to. Yeah, it's, it's all pretty exciting overall. Um, I mean, this was such a huge undertaking, and it still is. But to be able to walk away at the end of the day and be really excited about the product you produced is is a really, really good feeling. Yeah, it's really cool that it's not like a charity tea. It feels like you can sell it as a premium tea, and it happens to have a really good heart at the center of it. Um, so Roger, for anyone who wants to head out to Haiti and see this for themselves, what's, what's the plan in the future? Are there more trips coming? For sure. Yes. It's so meaningful when every time we take some, some people that have never been to Haiti, um, and we'll end up, you know, once we expand and we go and expand on geographies, cause this really, Haiti is really core right now, but it's not, you know, a core value. The core value is, um, you know, social justice, right? Creating living wage jobs, breaking an, you know, an orphan cycle that is very, very common in developing nations where, you know, 80% of, of orphans um, still have living parents. They're not orphans by our definition, but they're economic orphans. And so, you know, living wage jobs, period, but living wage jobs specifically allows parents to hold on to their kids, take care of their kids and breaks that cycle. So, you know, that that, that problem exists here in the U.S., that exists in Haiti, that exists um, in, in other, you know, nations across the world. And so, you know, we will uh, diversify geographically and and do the same thing in other places um the um the next trip though to haiti right now is scheduled to be the middle of june and um we we bring the team of course you know a handful of people there's always some of our founders and and some you know early adopters that have already come along and it's great because they can sort of they've already been there they've already experienced it and you'll find that a second time you go you look at things completely different and then we'll bring along at least 10 10 to 15, you know, folks interested, like, you know, interested uh, printers or early adopters that have not yet been. And uh, we'll, we'll expose, you know, um, ex- everyone a bit to the cultural side of Haiti, 
uh, the environmental side of Haiti, and then um, and then spent a good amount of time, you know, going, you know, at the factory talking about the uh, the working conditions and the process and um, and the fabric and everything else. So it's usually a it's about four or five days that we go, and tentatively we're looking at the middle of of June for the next one. Cool. I would like to say I would like to say that I think that this is something that. Uh, you know, aside of the whole T-shirt thing and all that, I think that this is a trip that um, everyone should go on, like mm. everyone in the world, because or everyone in the United States certainly. Like, I mean, it's it's really important to see what our world is like. We we fool ourselves by driving fancy cars and staying in lavish hotels and and all this stuff, and that's not where our value should really be. Um, one of the things that um, was said when we were in Haiti last that really affected my wife and I was, you know, when when Claude said that every person deserves to be treated like a person. And the problem with our world is we're not treating everyone like people. Um, so I think when you go somewhere like Haiti, it really affects you in a way that you you find true value in what is truly valuable. Yeah. I mean, it was it was definitely jarring for me, just the disconnect from uh, the normal life here in the U.S. to see what it really looks like to go to Haiti. And uh, it was actually almost more jarring to come back because as soon as I got a flight on from Miami back to L.A., I had uh, people sitting next to me complaining and bothering stewardesses and telling them why they weren't fast enough. And it was just something where it was like, you know, you need to go to Haiti. <laughs> Um, so Brett, before we close out, if you could tell us a little bit about ThreadX, I'm really excited to go out there. Um, and I can't wait to see what you guys have cooked up. Absolutely. So, um, as a member of SGIA and someone, um, being on the garment decorating committee for the last couple of years, we were trying to figure out something that we could do for our industry that is different than what is currently happening. Because obviously there's a lot of really great trade shows out there and these, these trade shows have great education. But uh, the education is is all kind of, you know, remedial or helping people getting into screen printing um, techniques on screen printing and whatnot and some some business stuff. But after going to so many conferences for the last couple of years, because, I you know, my company's involved in a lot of different conferences, I had this kind of idea of like, what if we created a summit for people that are currently in business whether you're a young print shop or an old print shop or where you wherever you are in business, that would be a great resource for all of these people. And so what we came up with was a conference called ThreadX, which this year the theme is going to be uh, based around e-commerce, marketing, and, and branding. And so going and learning from people that are real experts in all of those fields. So, you know, Johnny Cupcakes, who has been, uh, I guess you could say, a branding expert and maybe a T-shirt mogul, <laughs> I think it's going to be really cool to go hear his story of how he started a clothing brand and how it got huge. Uh, we've got a guy named Ricardo Crespo, who was the chief creative officer at Mattel. He's the global marketing officer for uh, 20th Century Fox. And hear his stories about how making a brand and how creating clever advertising can really boost your business. Also hearing from social media experts that run social media campaigns for Fortune 500 companies. And then people like Tim from YUR Store who 
are really innovating in our industry and using all the same tools that we have to do something completely different than what most of us are doing uh, for great customer experiences. So I think it's a great opportunity for all of us to go learn um, how we're going to compete and how we're going to you know, stay uh, top of mind to our customers over the next couple of years when you know, giant companies like Amazon are, are coming in and kind of encroaching in our territory. Just for all the details, where is it going to be held? What are the dates and how can people sign up? Yeah, so uh, from February 25th to 28th, it is going to be held in Palm Springs, California. It's going to be at the Hyatt Hotel, which is a, it's a beautiful hotel. If you've never been to Palm Springs, it's a really cool place to go. It is really kind of like if you think about that Frank Sinatra era, it still feels like that. It's just like uh, a, kind of a fun place to be. It's going to be warm when everything else is cold in February. So just a, a great time to be there. If you go to threadx18.com, you can uh, register. You can see all the speakers and uh, get more information about it. And uh, if you email me, Brett at printedthreads.com. I can maybe hook you up with a little bit of a discount to give you a little more incentive to go. We want everyone that could possibly be there to be there. I think this is going to be a great thing to help you grow your business. And uh, I think, you know, the future is here and uh, the future is on the Internet. And how do we get customers to pay attention to us on the Internet is going to be a very important thing for all of us to learn. Awesome. Yeah, I can't wait to go. I think it's going to be fantastic. It goes so much further beyond like you know how to screen print it's it's cool to have a conference that's not built on the basics of the industry but instead managing a shop it's a lot more interesting at least for me absolutely and i think you know it's something that our industry hasn't really done before and i think other industries do it all the time so um i think there's a little bit of this shock you know a lot of people looked at the price and like oh my gosh i you know i can't afford to do that but it's, it's one of those arguments of like, man, if, if you really want your business to be better, go learn from experts. Um, not only the other people, other print shops that are going to be there that have, you know, a lot of people that have been doing really, really well, um, but even experts at marketing and branding and, and them telling you how you can make your business better. I've even heard, you know, over the last couple of days, some of the people that have signed up are definitely people that you're going to want to be around Um Definitely leaders in our industry and uh, and leaders beyond our industry that uh, can help help you. And creating relationships with these types of people is priceless. Yeah. You can't you can't afford not to go. Yeah, thanks yeah, for that. Line. <laughs> I mean, it's true. There's definitely some truth to the fact that like you can meet one or two people and they'll do more to your business than uh, a thousand new customers could ever do. So. There's definitely some truth to learning from the best. Well, I know you guys are very busy, and so uh, thanks so much for talking to me. Yeah, for sure, Cole. Thanks for having us. Hey, Absolutely. No it was a pleasure. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening, and I uh, hope everyone has a good week. Bye. Just one last thing for anybody who is interested in getting some all-made T-shirts. Um, if you're looking to have them printed, feel free to call us at Shirt Agency um, or head over to our website, shirtagency.com. And if you're a screen printer and you wanted to open an early adopter account, you can head directly to allmade.com and they have a wait list uh, that you can sign up for. Thanks so much, guys. Bye.